And we are live. Welcome to Spitting Seeds Podcast. This is Vasily. I have Mario with me. Hello. I have Roman. Greetings and salutations. Oh, wow. And Nick wasn't able to make it today, but we have Vova with us. Hello. So, Spitting Seeds Podcast. The name kind of speaks for itself. It's just us guys getting together, having conversations about life about church, politics, relationships, and everything in between. But a big part of this idea is to interview people within Slavic community that have something interesting to say. Maybe it's a different point of view on something. Maybe it's an interesting story that, that they've lived through. Maybe it's something controversial that they believe. And, not, and this will be... You know, a place for us to just pick their brain, not not necessarily to maybe put them on blast and, you know, corner them and have gotcha questions, but more just to give them a a chance to explain themselves if it is like a a different or unusual point of view on something. Or maybe, you know, a place for somebody to tell their life story. And this would be a good place to let you know if we already have a few people confirmed that we would like to have a few people that we'd like to talk to and we've confirmed with them and we'll have them on in the future. But if you know somebody that has, again, an interesting point of view, maybe you think it's a weird point of view on something or maybe a very interesting story of something very crazy or unusual that they've went through or lived through, we would like to talk to them and just ask them more questions and have give them a you know, a place to share their life story or life experience on something. So if you have somebody that you would like us to talk to, or maybe, you know, I'm sure we'll say some things that that you will have an issue with or have some questions about, then very maybe aggressive a little bit, but you can shoot us a text and... We can, you know, maybe talk about it more. Maybe we could ad- address it in a, in a future episodes. And so you can text me at two zero six eight five nine one eight six three. But do we have names who's going to be participating, or do we not throw uh, that out just yet? In the future. In the future, yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. confidential for now. Yeah, I'll just give in the future yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Tune yeah. in and find out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep you on your toes. It. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to those that we have already confirmed. And I'm sure many more that we don't know about There's yet. Controversial figures coming up. Well, yeah. controversial would probably, like, scare somebody off. It's not controversial. It's people who don't maybe share our uh, Okay, Roman, we don't need your view. liberal <laughs> like one, one of the guys, One of the guys uh, has to do with point of view when it comes to a way of doing church, maybe. Maybe... Maybe, in their neighborhood, you know, like Steph Curry, you know, did the moon landing really happen? Oh no! <laughs> maybe like we, maybe one day we can book Steph maybe Curry somebody and ask him about that. Who disagrees? If we have time for him, I think if we have time, yeah. <laughs> right? No, I know. We I, we, we, we'd really have to fit Steph Curry <laughs> in. You know, I mean, if yeah. you if you disagree with the shape of our planet, you know, please let us know. And again, uh, but yeah, but definitely the big idea behind this is. Us being, you know, excluding Wova for now, uh, dinks, double income, no kids, guys. And just to get together, we hang out quite a bit lately. So 
we decided why not we get together record something like this yeah and hopefully in the future god willing 10 20 years maybe we'll listen to this maybe laugh cringe a little bit maybe cry but definitely something to remember and maybe you know we'll meet some interesting people through this so looking forward to it yeah yeah i think uh here in well puget sound is very local but just west coast in general we have a an insanely large slavic population all the way down the west coast so i feel like this is maybe a a way of us trying to reach out and to kind of just communicate with people and be hey we're a community you know we don't need to be embarrassed that we're ukrainian russian slavic you know like we were in middle school or something but it's like hey you know we're a community we all kind of we all can relate on things so i feel like this is a good yeah and we have a lot of positives to share because i think when we were growing up we're mostly aware of like our negatives or yeah something like oh this and this like I wish I was more Americanized I wish nobody knew that I am Russian or right. Ukrainian or Slavic but I think as we're growing up we're like hey yes there is you know negatives in every community but we have a lot of big positives that we have as a community so yeah something to embrace and yeah. emphasize the good try to fix the negative and move forward so how's your guys days today Mine was good, uh, productive, good morning, and then second half, me and Vova were just drove around a lot. Uh, Vova is, is he, does he count as a local now, or is he an out-of-towner kind of guy? I think I'm still a local. How long have you been in Florida? <laughs> I think it's been three months. More yeah, than three th- months or three months? Three months. Up, I feel to, like up o- to three months. I feel like over three months, I feel like that's your, you start, you know, you're... It's well, a probationary period at work. Three months. Yeah, yeah that's three months. I'm here, I'm here for the holidays and I'm back for another like two, three months. So so you're never technically going to be a foreign person. You're always going to be local. You're going to... Yeah, I'm always going to be local. Okay. Another two, three months after the holidays and I'm back here in town. So you yeah, heard it here first. <laughs> Seattle is the uh, best state to be in, no matter what people say. City or state? Uh, Washington's best state <laughs> to be in, and Seattle is the best city to be in. <laughs> Vla- Vova, do you prefer Vova, Vladimir? What do you like? Vova, I think I got used to Vova, but everybody calling me that. I mean, American people call me Vladimir. Oh, so Vlad. Okay, yeah, Vlad. Vlad yeah. Vova, Vova moved to Florida a few months ago, just kind of on a whim, like randomly, like, "Hey, I'm just gonna go to Florida for like a year, right?" Yeah, half a year. That was the half plan. A- so we're just kind of it's gonna be a little is. more, half a year, I think. Um, not counting this couple weeks that i'm here for the holidays but yeah how did you come to that decision were you like driving a car once or how was it like first time just like bang in your head uh no not first time so me and my buddy um we were always thinking of east coast or other states or seeing how life is on the other side in a way um so we were always uh back in the day we were kind of talking about hey it would be a good idea to try out other state how things are down there you know with uh, our work um uh we were able to make that decision and uh, we're like hey florida is a very somewhat of a popular place and um to go to because everybody obviously goes to vacationing down there um and um uh we talked about it several times we haven't planned on it and there was a time where maybe like i think two three months um uh i went to ukraine after ukraine um we we were already kind of like i think a month in advance i'm like hey you want to pull the trigger and just go down to florida try it out down there and uh we just decided to go down there since um i work as a dispatcher i can do it from 
uh, East Coast, it's even better for us to do it down there since it's a three-hour three um, difference. So we can wake up, and we're the first ones up, the first ones to get the work done, and we can hang out after, you know, after work and uh, check out Florida and stuff. So uh, it was definitely um, one of the big decisions uh, we had to make because mm, I got a kid, Jaden, um, and uh, my wife, um, my buddies, my buddy and his wife, um, so it's not like it's just me and him going down there. It's like our family needs to commit to it, too. And obviously they were down for it. How did you get your <clears throat> significant other to commit to it? Uh, my family? Yes. Uh, your, your wife. Um, I mean, Jaden probably did not need <laughs> yeah, a lot of he, he didn't have much say to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my wife, she, um, I love her, obviously, and she loves me. So she's... Um, she wasn't working since we had the kid. Well, hold on. That's unconfirmed. What? What is? She has to confirm that. That she, loves you, that she loves <laughs> you. <laughs> Do we want, can we get her on the uh, we can, Yeah, we can get her out it's here. It's all hearsay. And I hope she can say the same I said. <laughs> but anyway, um, she doesn't work, so she, she's a full-time uh, mom. Um, and obviously, I think it's uh, very unusual, but um, trying something in life like that is um, you, you don't always just pack your bags and go to another state to try living. Um, so for her, she was... It was, she was kind of like, hey, if you want to and if you're down, I mean, I don't mind. She wasn't kind of like, oh, this is going to be weird. What are we going to do? What's the plan? Uh, how do we how do we do this? She was not about that. She, she's like, hey, if you think it's a good idea, if we, you want to try it out, let's go. It, it might be good, you know, good place to go to. So uh, we went there, um, obviously, right at the end of summer uh, because we were trying to go for winter since um, winter's cold here and it's warm down there. So we were going to go try it out like that. Um, and, um, it was good. It was a really good time. We enjoyed it. Um, still looking forward to go back. Um, temporarily it's a good thing I would recommend, um, for even you guys or whoever to go to other States and check it out. It's, I think it's really good to see other, um, States, how life is down there. Um, but it's definitely, um, obviously, uh, work wise and, um, uh, your spouse and all that got to be committed how? fully. How is it different in Florida than here, like work-wise, houses, economy-wise? How is it different from our area? So that is another question. Um, so economy living, I mean, it's a lot cheaper. Um, going out, eating is a lot cheaper. Um, lifestyle is a lot cheaper, like, a lot slower. Like, like 50% cheaper or like 20% cheaper? I wouldn't say 50%. I would say maybe 30, 30%, um, 30% cheaper. How much does a McChicken cost? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing as here probably, ah, besides the tax. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> what, um, what is the state tax in Florida? Mm, this, this I, I think it's... Uh, eight if i'm not mistaken around seven or eight percent i i don't didn't really look into it but housing uh, i mean uh i know roman's a first time buyer here in washington yeah congratulations whoop, whoop. thank you <laughs> um so i um uh, uh prices for houses in florida is like i mean it's cheap down there compared to washington obviously washington's like you know super high prices uh for let's say the house that you have Let's say b before re remodeled, let's say that you bought mm -hmm. before remodel something similar to yours that you currently have here. How much would you buy it for? Before, uh, before the uh, the the remodel. Yeah, uh, I think probably uh, just throw out a number down there, maybe like one fifty, a hundred to one hundred fifty. 
Yeah, it's good to get like a flip for 150, put 50 stack, uh, stacks in, and you have a remodeled house. And it's, well, it's, it's a relatively good place to live, yeah? Very good, yeah. So it's I, just work-wise, work uh, I mean, depending on obviously your, um, what, what you do, but uh, work-wise, I think it's harder to get a job down there. I think it's uh, probably painless as well um than than here in washington so yeah i was i remember i was looking my my parents are very big i think it's just a, living in washington i don't know if it's just like russian people or just people in general but i feel like moving to a different state is like a hot topic i know i've talked about it hundreds of times like oh we should move the rain <laughs> here sucks it's depressing but then when it comes down to it you're like well where will i move you know we got it so good here. We got the ocean. We got the mountains. We got good summers. We got not too bad winters. It's kind of a good mix of a mild, good mix of everything. We don't have bugs and cockroaches. You know, we got a little bit of mosquitoes in the summer, but it's never killed anybody. <laughs> no, um, I re- I really like our area. And right, and that's I think that's what makes it so hard to to leave. Like me and my wife have talked about it before. Like, let's move. I'm sick of the traffic. I'm sick of everything here. Let's move. Okay, where are we going? <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah. you want to Spe- go somewhere spe- warmer. Speaking of like opportunities and jobs and everything that's yeah. that we have here in Seattle, what are what are your guys' thoughts on? Because I know for past like year, year and a half, economy has been booming, especially in our like Puget Sound area. But for past few months, it seems like it's been slowing down. Is uh, what do you guys' thoughts? Is it just temporarily? Is there just a b- bump on the road? Is it going to get better? What are your guys' thoughts? Well, we're part of a large, we're, we're not just, you know, alone, we're part of a nationwide economy, so things slow down, things get better, things get worse, that's just how it is, and it seems like right now the economy is just slowing down because things have been so good for so long, and they just, it's un, it can't always be good, there has to be so good un- and bad. Un- unsustainable. Yeah, because people start getting greedy, and things kind of start happening, and then, you know, it's a boom-bust kind of thing, but. Yeah, it is, and to speak to boom-bust, uh, the bust doesn't necessarily have to be the same bus that it was last right, time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got so traumatized by like the real estate prices going yeah. down. Or this, this time it that. might be cars. Or it might something. be it might be yeah. something different. Yeah. So we're not discouraging you from being consumers and buying because you're definitely helping our economy. But <laughs> because you never <laughs> Roman you never really know. does not want the economy to crash. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's gonna go down. But back to the whole Florida thing. Um, uh, well, I mean, well, sorry. So back with trees back land is, I remember I was looking at land and like Venice beach and that general area mm-hmm. land is cheap there, but hold on Venice beach. Uh, I, that's California. Yeah. Land's not cheap there, bro. No, there's a city <laughs> in, in Florida. It's called either Venice. Is there a city called Venice in Florida mm, on the, I don't on the West side of Florida, not Sarasota. It's around Sarasota. Yeah, th- well, that's where all the Russians are. They're yeah, north for Sarasota, yeah. So well, that's that, the only place I would live. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, some people prefer to Miami, but obviously <laughs> not <laughs> not everyone. But, yeah, that, uh, most uh, uh, people, they like uh, Sarasota, Northport, because that's – it's pretty – it's a lot cheaper than, obviously, Miami. And, and I think and yes, there, there is Venice in Florida. There is. Okay, okay my bad. Okay. Then. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. So it's – Jamie, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I it's – Sorry, what? No, I I think that uh, down there it's even so Jacksonville. Um, I actually found out when I was down there. Jacksonville is one of the biggest cities in America by land, not by population. By land, mass. by land, yeah, yeah. So very widespread. yeah, very spread out. It's like you drive for a half hour to forty minutes, and uh, it's it's still Jacksonville right here. It's like you drive you know ten twenty miles and it's already another city. You know, um, so uh, therefore it's pretty big 
pretty big and pretty busy city the Jacksonville is since it's already on the border of Jackson or, or uh, Georgia, yeah. Um, but uh, Sarasota and uh, Northport is where uh, the Slavic community like to uh, build and move down there a lot just because of the weather and uh, the white beaches down there. It's uh, very popular. And it's beautiful down there for sure. We've been there several times. So, um, I think so the biggest concern with Florida is hurricanes. True, yeah. Because I feel like it's warm, it's humid, but you know everyone says, oh, you get used to the humidity. But I feel like, oh... The biggest, I think, concern is like, oh, you know, we get hurricanes every year, multiple ones. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's only it's like a flip, flip a coin if it's going to hit Florida or Texas or Louisiana. And I feel like here we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we don't really got anything. But people, I don't think people, I think people forget that but, we live on like a very massive, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ring of fire plate, a plate, tectonic, tectonic plate. plate. We live on a very like on the edge of a very large the Pacific plate. But we can have a very big earthquake at any moment. But some people are saying that we're going to get washed up by the ocean. San Andreas Fault is going to give out. Right. And we have a huge volcano here, which which is fun, like a useless, interesting fact. But Mount Rainier has the highest concentration of snow uh, than anywhere else in the world. Like there's more snow, like, I don't know, per square foot or whatever the measurement is on Mount Rainier. Than and what does that have to do with anything? Hmm, well, doubt. basically, the the implication is that if Mount Rainier ever were to blow up, the heat that would be released from the eruption would melt all that snow, like, instantly. And every single river in our area, in Washington State, would be insanely flooded and very high, filled with mud and trees and rocks and stuff. And that's kind of, like, the biggest concern, that if we do have an earthquake, it will probably, I mean... Not probably, but there's a good chance that it'll trigger the volcano. How big of a threat is yeah, Mount Rainier? Let's say if it does erupt, how far are they saying it's going to reach? Well, I think if you live like up in the, like, I mean, here in Puget Sound, there's obviously the valley. And this is just like a super, like, I randomly know about this because it's kind of like a, like a, int- just something that I'm interested in. But if you live in the valley, like Algona, Kent, kind of down the valley, uh, a fair ways up on a hill. Um, like Kent, well, Lee Hill, kind of over there, Issaquah, up on the other hill. But in the middle, it goes through the valley. If the mountain ever blows up, the valley is going to be probably pretty flooded. And then if there's ever a fat earthquake, there's going to be really, probably going to be a pretty large tsunami to follow just because of the way that the, the, the tectonic plates are set up. So I, I think the, the, the scientists or ge- ge- uh, geologists, they say that Everything west of I five is probably gonna be flooded, hmm. but that's like they're they're expecting like the earthquake of the millennia, you know, like the once in five hundred years earthquake. Yeah, and I feel like we're like ill prepared for all of these like disasters because even uh, it was yesterday, Pearl Orchard, there was like stronger winds, like like not a very high level tornado, and it just straight up like leveled houses, like ripped the roofs off. Like some of the pictures you straight up see, like every room of the house and like second floor because the whole roof just gone yeah and it the, off. the tornado only hit down for 90 seconds yeah, yeah. so we're i feel like we're super like ill-prepared for Very anything vulnerable. here and maybe and yeah. window i forgot another thing that happened i think it was some sort of earthquake and they said too that in seattle oh the one the earthquake that happened in, in alaska, alaska yeah so they said in seattle if we have like a major earthquake in seattle we get all our water for C- city of seattle from eastern Washington through just a big old pipes through like going through systems and filtering system and all of that. And they said if there's like a major earthquake and one of those, those pipes would burst and break. And they said it would be months. Our water supply would be pretty yeah, bad. Not bad, but it would be 
unexistent, inexistent. Well, at least it rains a lot. We can just drink <laughs> rain. <laughs> yeah, so they said it would take months to re- to get water back to the city of Seattle. Kirkland Water and Costco. <laughs> get a couple of those. That's going to run quick. out quick. <laughs> hey, before we get uh, 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 skip topics, uh, back to um, asking questions, Vova, about Florida. One more. Yes, we can move to Florida once the <laughs> something happens here in Seattle. <laughs> no. uh, one more question. It seems like when there's something... Uh, something crazy that happens on the news, like uh, uh, some somebody. I already that, know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, somebody does something crazy on the news. You can always guess that it's something from Florida. <laughs> I, Florida man. That's yeah, very yeah. true. Because how, how my are the wife, people in Florida. My wife, she's always uh, reading the news. She's reading the news here and uh, down in Florida. And every time we, because we would take like random trips, like to Miami, to Tampa, to Sarasota. We went to New York. And every time we're driving, she's, like, scrolling through the news. She's like, hey, guys, by the way, like, there was a news in Florida. Um, and she would always either, like, a killing or, like, robbing or, like, like super. And it would be, like, super weird. Yeah, super weird and random, like, story. And we're like. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. That I've, read, I've read about that. Because, yeah, like, all the memes or whatever, little clips on Instagram. It's like, Florida men, Florida women. And apparently it has something to do with very loose laws when it comes to police reports right yeah and them like publishing yeah so apparently most states you have to like request the records request like what happened but apparently in florida you could something with loose laws where Their you just look it up are very public so any journalist that wants yeah. to get some clicks that has any times yeah you just hop on a police re- whatever so, look it so up you the think records. that they just make up half of the story or no, not make it up, up they're just readily available let's say something oh, crazy okay, happened in it. seattle okay, i'd have to make a request for for police record like hey guys what happened here i, I want to get a police report yeah and yeah. what happened here and then let's say days later they would provide the police report for you oh. but i think Definitely for florida stuff happening in seattle yeah too. yeah but yeah. for florida you could just like look it up you don't have to do any requests for records or anything you could just read random police reports i got it and then you will happen to stumble on a lot of weird stuff so that's so. why apparently you see florida man florida woman so often so i guess Moral of the story: People are weird and crazy everywhere. We're just, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're they're just. just uh, Florida's just not allowed to hide it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just readily available, so it's very easy to find. Or maybe uh, they're just proud find of stories. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. like to express their weirdness. <laughs> but speaking of laws and rules and regulations, yeah, circling back to our you know economy and slowing you down a little bit, and what's. A lot of people are asking what's go- what's going to happen next. What's next? Did you see that? Uh, I think today. Well, it's not it's not a big deal, but Trump uh, confirmed that Mike Pence is going to be on the on the ticket for twenty twenty. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, but that's I feel like that just him locking in the evangelical votes. Probably it's not probably like <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and we can get into it. It's a very sensitive topic, but when it comes to Trump, I think some people. I guess my biggest sh- view, uh, my biggest issue with Sla- I guess majority or with some Slavic people when it comes to Trump is was he a better choice over Hillary? Of course, nobody is debating that. But when it comes to some people and when it comes to Facebook and posts, some people really view him as this big reverend bishop and if not savior of United States. And I have an issue with that because I, he's a billionaire. He's a rich guy. He has a lot of moral, very serious moral issues. And it's okay to not brush those off. 
but kind of like see the good and criticize the bad. Just because you're criticizing the bad doesn't mean you think he's a horrible president. He could be a really good president, but he would not be a really good pastor. And that's okay to say that. But I think some people really have issues. You know, they call him like a man of God and savior. And he will say something about one word about church, about church or Bible. And they were like, oh, my gosh, look how spiritual and Christian and godly he is. I'm like, no, he's not. He he needs to lock in the evangelical vote. I think, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're right of uh, what you're saying. But I think um, it's the first president that speaks out or, like, reads a scripture from the Bible or, you know, he throws out statements, you know, spiritual sta- statements or, you know, w- when he says something. And I think he's the first president that ever to do so. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not really into politics, so I wouldn't know much, but just kind of like uh, knowing as much as I do. Um, so we, when he speaks and when he says something like that, then a lot of people are like, oh, hey, he's Christian. He's, uh, he's very holy. He's yeah, but at the same time, he's also the first president to have like all these random affairs with like porn actresses <laughs> and paying yeah. them off. Yeah, so that's lying what, about it. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, you know, when, when, when other presidents haven't done that before and this guy does it, then they're like, hey, you know, it's obviously like, uh, revealing, uh, something revealing to people that he's very outspoken towards christianity or bible or or his belief he that he says that he you know as much as he believes yeah but if but let's say the evangelicals when they embrace him so closely and cuddle up to him he actually damages the christianity because it's like saying look what your buddy's doing like he's one of your boys and he admitted to another porn star paying that off paying her off and you're like well he's just a president i'm not saying he's a pastor of the church yeah and but some people treat him as one there's people from like our church that will be like he's a man of god he was anointed to save this country well probably not (laughs) debatable (laughs) at the end of the day he's just i think this is my opinion and and yesterday we were in the sauna and there's like i mean there's black people there's there's hispanics and they all feel the same way it's just kind of like uh, like yeah, he was probably the better choice over Hillary because Hillary just like a whole, a whole different like level of evil and kind of like conniving. But oh, wow. he's kind of <laughs> he's he's not the bright. I mean, maybe when it comes to all this policy stuff and how to like we've never. I mean, I've never heard or learned of a president in the history of the United States who's just as wacky as this guy. <laughs> and what do you mean by wacky? Like he'll just say random crap and then the next day he'll like, oh, actually no, I didn't mean that. Fake news, you know, <laughs> like Kofifi. He's just very, he's very unprofessional. Like, if I think of like just any other president, even like Bill Clinton, who had this huge scandal with, you know, with with like the whole sexual Lewinsky. thing and everything. He was yeah, still PC. Lewinsky. He was still very like appropriate and like I am the president of the United States. I respect this office. You know, I have a very important job in the world. And Trump is just like, screw China, China, yeah. <laughs> China. No, I have the bigger button. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's just kind of like a, like a super ego main ego. Well, some people like him for that because they're like, oh, he's one of us. He's not. Sure. He's not professional. He's you not can trained. Argue that. He's just like me and you, and he's not professionally trained, and he doesn't say the right things at the right time. But it's and been, that makes him human. But it's been two years, more mm. than two years now, I think, into his presidency, and how is that working out to have an unprofessional unprofessional president? But what do you guys think about all of his? homies around him getting locked up one after another after it's another his foundation another. is getting dissolved and i was trump has been fighting tooth and nail every accusation and he didn't even put up a fight when when they told him that his foundation is going to get dissolved he's like okay because apparently I, I guess they found something 
I think America just needs to read the book that he wrote, The Art of the Deal, and they'll understand who this guy is. Because that book literally outlines everything that he's doing. He makes like these huge statements about things, and he like walks them back, and he'll fight everything. And it's kind of like, that, that book is basically how to be a douchebag and be successful. That's basically <laughs> like what a, a, an alternate title for that book is. Because he explains basically like all his tactics for his successful business, and it's basically like hire some guys to do you know your your framing, and then tell them they did a poor job and only pay them half, and it's, it's stuff like that. It's just like, and I feel like that's the same way that he's running the country. I now. think maybe that's why Slavic community, <clears throat> excuse me, I think maybe that's why Slavic community relates with him so well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean I don't know. I think he's 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 obviously. You can argue that he was the better choice over Hillary Clinton, um, but I am not satisfied with the way that he's been running the country. But and the just, economy's been doing well. Okay, it's not the hard to do. It's not the hard to have a good economy. Be, uh, it, has it been doing well because of Trump or despite no, of Trump? Yeah, a lot of the, the good economy stuff that's happening is because of what Obama did over the past. You know, Obama came in right at the right when the recession was really starting, mm-hmm. and hot hot take, but that recession was kind of George Bush's fault. That's my little opinion. But so Obama came in and everything was just at the very bottom at the worst. Obama put in a whole bunch of work and none, I think a lot of the, a lot of the results didn't really start showing up until after he left office. So Trump comes in, things start being really good and he kind of adds like he kind of, you know, helps it a little, I'm sure, you know, as a fuel to the fire, he, he helped it. You know, he definitely helped with, you know, tax cuts and things like that, and everything just kept going up, 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 up. Yeah, but it's been going up still in no, Obama had, years. No, I'm saying that it it's kind of... It started going up in the Obama years, but it really took off when he took over. That's when, like, the, you know, I mean, housing prices and the economy just in general, but now things are slowing down. Now, you know, house prices are slowing down. Stock market... For over the whole year, like, all the major indexes in the stock market are in the negative for the year. Has that, is that normal? I have no, no idea. No, it's not. Like uh, in 2017, there was like, uh, I don't even know off the top of my head. In 2017, uh, it was, I believe it was a 19% growth. Yeah. And this year, it's like negative points. So obviously, you have your ups and downs like on a weekly, daily, monthly basis. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the year, at the end of 20, well, I think it is even more than that. I think the S&P 500 was up like like 40%. I'm talking on just overall, it was a 19% growth across the board. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like the economy was like wild. I mean, I guess t- specifically stock market, but even housing prices like grew wildly in 2017. But in 2016 or 18, every major index is down for the year, which is like, that's not normal. That's a, that's a, it's a bear market. Everyone's calling it a bear market now. Do you think there's a chance or a higher chance of Trump being impeached with all kind of close homies that he's done work with, all of them kind of pleading guilty, some of them getting some serious years, you know, of getting locked up. Because one, one argument is like, well, they're just, you know, getting locked up for like random stuff. That's not exactly point. Either. It's not has to do with Trump very much. But the other <laughs> argument is that they're just keep collecting, you know, evidence more and more and more of all the homies around him and building a, ca- a case against Trump. Is that just fake news? Or is there a chance that we, you know, in our lifetime, 
we can see yeah, we can I, see something like this. I think like it's this. a matter of time before they get him because there's been multiple people, including his lawyer, Michael Cohen. Yeah, that was. I like, think that was a big one. That was a big one. Specifically pointed to him and said, "Donald Trump made me do this. He yeah. made me lie about this, or he made me funnel this money into this and stuff." So like, there's already evidence out there to implicate him, but they haven't charged him. They haven't like made anything formal against him yet. So I think that it's just a matter of time, and I think they're just building a very strong case because. They know how he is, art of the deal yeah. and all that. And the stuff takes a long time. Right. Uh, they're going to collect evidence for another half a year. They're going to start – if they, uh, they pursue the impeachment, they're going to start that process. And by that time, it, his term will be up. He'll be out of office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's we don't know. What if he gets reelected? And for, probably has – because that's what, another I feel like six at this years. Point, I feel like Fool me <laughs> once, shame on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like at this point, I feel like the chance of him getting reelected – First of all, just because I think on the first election cycle that people just didn't expect that like that the that his uh, his base would come out in such numbers to vote. So I feel like this time around, every registered Democrat is going to be at you know voting. And, and that's why like the, even the whole Democrat Republican always swings back and forth is because it's kind of every four or if you know happens eight years, the other side gets so emotionally involved. Let's say so we're yeah, now but Democrats. Usually, but usually it takes eight years. He's managed to do it in two years. Yeah, and then so enough. even yeah, right now Democrats are so like heated. The hopefully right. that riles up. Again, the only chance that, they have, but the ch- Republicans still have a chance because even the midterms, because the Democrats mostly have like younger g- generation. The younger generation will tweet and post and retweet, but when it comes down getting your car and driving and uh, casting your vote, none of them do it. So we'll we'll see, yeah. but hopefully Trump. And if they ha- if they do, but before the next bleh, before the next election cycle, if they do start some kind of like formal press, some formal charges against him, that's almost a guarantee that he'll lose. And I'm sure they're waiting for that, right? And that might be their strategy, but you know, when, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. but but they had uh, some uh, some bad things on him before him becoming a president, and he still went through. And right, and but he, still like he called everything lies. Like no, not true, not true. Yeah, but, but right now they all pleaded guilty to that stuff. Even the whole like yeah. prostitutes uh, and all the stuff. Well, that people he, around him. He had that recorded. I mean, there was uh, videos that were released publicly. Uh, him state, making statements and then against his word, what he was saying right before he be- became a president, and he, they still he still got elected. He still became a president. So what? How much? How much evidence does uh, FBI I, or whoever is looking I, what into else can him? He, what else can he do? Yeah, yeah. That's looking into him. How much evidence will they need against him to get him impeached? I mean, getting impeached. I think that's so a this is big thing, deal. So the th- the thing is, if so, they even if they charge him with something. It might be, it will be a big deal because if you're voting, let's say you're Republican, so you're like, hey, I'm voting for this guy. Mm-hmm. There's a case against him. What if somehow they find him guilty? So then the guy that I voted for is going to have to be booted out of the White House. So then that makes the whole Republican, you know, your party look bad. So you almost want to go with the safe option, kind of like, hey, maybe not Trump, maybe another, you know, really, really good guy. Republican we know, guy. Yeah, rep- another rep- Republican guy. Do you know that everybody's not staring down and like uh, at him to impeach him from day to day? Yeah, but if you if you look at what he did before he became a president, if you're that guy and you're like, hey, if he did all these things and he got away and he, he became a president, because being elected as a president, I think, is a lot harder than being um, uh, being reelected. You know. Yeah, but I think uh, I think maybe like before he got elected, people just knew a lot less, and 
maybe people didn't take it as seriously because they didn't expect him to win. First of all, and it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, he probably, uh, <laughs> well, he probably like you know did his taxes like Ill- not legit and all this other stuff. But I think once he got actually voted in, then people really started doing the digging and like, oh wow, found he out has more all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, found out but more. But interestingly, the way I don't know if you guys know, but the way that impeachment works. There's the three branches of government. There's uh, the judicial branch, the executive branch, and the uh, legislative, which is Congress, President, and the like Supreme Court. But basically, the, the judicial branch can recommend impeachment. So they can say, hey, here's all the research that we, or all the you know, investigations that we've done. Here's all the evidence. We recommend that you know Donald Trump or Bill Clinton or whoever, we recommend that he be impeached. And then this is released... Uh, all their evidence, all their information is released to the other two branches of government, the executive and the legislative branch. And then it comes down actually to the legislative branch, to Congress. I think it's to the Senate. But the Senate basically has to confirm. So basically, the judicial branch says, hey, here's all this stuff that we found. We think that he should definitely be impeached. And then it goes, all this information is released. And then the Senate looks at it. And then the Senate votes. And you have to have a majority vote to to go either either way well you have to have a majority vote to like proceed so and the thing is right now the senate is still uh the majority of the senate is still republican so let's say that the judicial department or judicial branch has all this evidence they have all this stuff that like directly links him to all this illegal stuff to you know russia or whatever all the other stuff they're like he needs to be impeached and it goes to the senate and the senate is all his the majority of the senate is his buddy you know republicans you know his buddies but and they're just kind of like, eh, we don't really think so. We're not going to impeach him. And then, boom, the impeachment goes away, and he's still president. So just because the Department of Justice... So it's very, very hard to it, impeach a president. It's much harder than I think most people think. Because just because you find some evidence and recommend that he be impeachment, there's actually... Uh, I listened to a podcast. Um, and a judicial branch knowing that, and if uh, you know they recommend to be impeached, they recommend somebody to be impeached, while knowing that it might not go through because of the uh, ratios in the government, they might not go through with the recommendation because every time they recommend something and um, and it doesn't go through, you know, it makes him look a, a little weaker or un- unstable. So th- they'd have to go knowing that, hey, if we're going to recommend this, this is this will happen. And if they see that it won't happen, they just might not have it. Ever yeah. recommend it? If it's like a, a pointless effort, if they know that the Senate is going to reject it, like then, minor stuff, like in uh, Slow Burn, that podcast I told you about, mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening with Clinton when they recommend. So there's only a few. Uh, there's very. It's like a very specific thing of what a president can be impeached for. Mm-hmm. Like just because you lied, that's not necessarily you can be impeached. Uh, I think it's like uh, some of the things is that you use your power as president to do something, like uh, like when Bill Clinton when he. Uh, he promised Monica Lewinsky that he would get her a job in the White House. Mm-hmm. And that's like an abuse of power. Abuse of presidential power is an uh, impeachable offense. Uh, there's a couple other things like that. But there's very specific things. It's a it's a super huge, complicated constitutional law. Yeah, I remember you talked about they it really in a slow to, burn. Yeah, they really get into the constitutions, into the nitty-gritty details of the constitution. So just because uh, you know Trump or Bill Clinton or some, you know, whoever broke some laws doesn't mean it's impeachable like because... Me and you break laws, you know, almost on a daily basis, and you know nobody's trying to throw us in jail. So uh, it's Speak very for yourself. <laughs> it's very specific. So just because he did something's wrong doesn't mean they're in- impeachable offenses. And even if they are impeachable offenses, doesn't mean that the Senate will like confirm that and actually yeah. impeach. 
So it's, it's it is kind of a long shot so, to impeach. So Mario, since you since you know so much about government, if let's say if uh, Trump does get uh, impeached, who do you think is next? Well, Mike Pence takes the spot because he's vice president. Automatically? Yeah, that's just how it works. Oh, okay. That was easy. But until the next election cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, who knows what can happen? But I I, I have a feeling that they're just slowly building a case that they're not because I feel like the uh, the well. The Republicans, they took a big L when they tried to impeach Clinton because they didn't really work out. And he ended up resigning because of what happened. But um, I think I feel like the Democrats are being very careful. I feel like it's terrible to separate the government into Democrat and Republican because I feel like that's a terrible system. George Washington, the founding one of the founding fathers, the first president, he spoke against that. He said a two-party system is terrible because... It, like, pits everybody against each other. It's, like, a terrible way of doing things. He was down with, like, let's have, like, ten parties. You know, we'll have a uh, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, uh, Socialist, you know, have, like, ten parties and then let them all duke it out. Because if you split everybody into 50-50, then, you know, it's either I love you or I hate you. There's no middle ground. But, like, if you have ten parties, you're like, oh, well, these four parties I'm kind of cool with. These four parties, ah, and then these four parties I really don't care but when you have two, it's either love or hate. And that's kind of where we are right now, where it's like super divisive that like, you know, you go into a public, anywhere public, and you're like, I'm a Republican. And then, shame on you! You know, or I'm a Democrat. And then, like, ah, you're going to hell. And so, I feel like it's a terrible <laughs> way to do things, but that's besides the point. It's always going to be like that. Yeah, right. there's never an end. People just yeah. always need reasons. We can talk yeah. about politics uh, all day. There's always something to talk about, different opinions, and especially nowadays, enough news to talk about. But one thing that I wanted to talk about or ask Vova, because we mentioned at the beginning, we've been using, what is the acronym, DINKS, the double income, no kids. We're working, our wives are working, and no kids. But Vova got a kid. He's a doink. He has one kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to ask. Huh? For now. What, what is that supposed to be? Breaking news? Breaking news What does that mean? Hey, you will never know. You'll hey. find out sooner or later, right? <laughs> no, but the question is, um, I guess, what are your thoughts or what are, what's so different or what were your like first impressions of when you got your first son, Jaden? Good, bad, any regrets? Would you recommend to wait, hurry up with the kids? Because I feel like different people have different opinions on in having kids sooner, later, or yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm not sure if I will be the right person to ask, but since out of all these guys, I would I'm the only one with a kid. Um, uh, first of all, we, me and my wife, D, uh, we were planning to wait for five years before we were uh, five years married before to have a kid well five years and then we were going to talk about when to have a kid mm -hmm. that was our kind of a plan we didn't really like discuss it kind of like hey so 100 percent five years we got to wait yeah. before we have a kid we didn't really have a reason why we got to five uh, wait five years but we were gonna travel hang out be you know have time to ourselves and you know uh wait five years before we talk about having a kid and i think um and so um we had a kid kind of not planning on on uh, having him and uh it was i did not know until uh obviously she she told me and it was when she told me i was it so when you're planning on to have a kid it's obviously one thing but if you're not planning on to have a kid and then first kid your wife is pregnant that's like 
I'm talking about. That's so. What I compare that to, uh, whenever your wife tells you that you're having a kid, is same thing as uh, you're going to propose to your wife. So right before your proposal, obviously you're nervous. You're like planning, practicing things. You know, you're like, man, I I really hope this goes well. You know, so you're like really, really make sure that uh, y- you make it work. You know, so uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, so. When she told me that uh, we're pregnant, it kind of it blew my world, man. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, no way. I mean, it was kind of a bittersweet feeling, and um, uh, I was excited, obviously. So I'm like, all right. So we uh, waited. She got, she got, she gave birth, and um, so when she gave birth, I was not in the room because I'm not the guy to be <laughs> in the room, and uh, <laughs> I waited actually outside uh, for. I think it was uh, two days. <laughs> yeah, it was twenty-four hours. I think. Um, uh, Poor so you had to go through <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I was on, uh, outside of the room waiting, and then when the baby arrived and the doctors cleaned up the baby, that's when I went inside because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't handle it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, you're known for like fainting, right? Uh, let's not talk about my weaknesses <laughs> right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I'm not best friends with the hospitals and uh, the. Situations like that, I choose to avoid. Blood <laughs> <Yeah. and screaming. laughs> so anyway, um, uh, it was um, so when she gave birth. Obviously, I held the baby. It was uh, blessed, amazing. I, I was very happy. And then um, uh, as time uh, went on, the uh, the Jaden, uh, my kid, Jaden, he's a boy. He's uh, already a year and a half. Um, so be being and having him um, is literally. I've told. You, Vice, personally, I've uh, told people that asked me, it's literally the best thing happened in my life. I mean, I've I've had and I've done a lot of things that were exciting, but that it has been the most exciting part in my life that happened. It still is every day that goes by, you know, every month that goes by, He, it's a new him, it's a new character he's developing, and it's like, it's really cool to see him grow. And um, literally, I can say that it is the best thing that happened in my life, and not knowing how it's going to be just because we, we, what I mentioned in the beginning, we didn't plan on having him, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What's been the toughest adjustment for you with, uh, with a third member of the family? Um, very interesting question. Um, toughest, uh, explain yourself more, ask me a a more detailed question. More like difficult or like maybe, some people want to wait, you know, on having a kid because they think it will inconvenience their life mm-hmm. or it will make their life a lot more stressful. Or Definitely. So <laughs> does that, do you see the, a lot of that? Like, the, I don't know, if you're more inconvenienced or it's much harder or is that a lot less than I, people make it out to be? So I, um, it might be harder for other people um, than, than others, I guess. Uh, for us, for me, I wouldn't say so just because um, I have a very blessed wife and um, she's a full-time mom. So for us, it's a lot easier um, or I can say that it's a lot easier just because she's home full-time uh, and she's with him full-time. So it's, let's say if uh, both uh, you know parents are working, it's... It, it might be harder for them, you know, just because you got to find a babysitter. You got to uh, make sure the the kid's taken care of. You're at work. You want to see him, but you can't see him. So that that might be the difficult part. Um, but uh, since she's a full-time mom um, at home, uh, maybe it's hard for her. But, I mean, obviously, I'm working. 
Um, but I think she's uh, happy and he's happy and I'm happy. And I, I don't think um, it's difficult um, with having mom uh, being full-time. I think one of my, I don't know if it's favorite part, but like interesting when guys or girls, you know, like when husband and wife have a kid and is growing up and they get super excited about the smallest detail and they're, I think one of the most interesting even like my sister's having kids and other like friends having kids and like the kid will like mumble and barely say anything. (laughs) But like, oh my gosh, he's talking and he said this and he had that. And then, like, you see the kid, and it like, doesn't, like, not even close to that, but they're, like, really excited. So <laughs> it's always true. always really interesting to see, like, even, I think two days ago, we are sitting at the restaurant with a, one of the friends that he got a son. And he's, like, super excited about the most, like, smallest details. And, like, he's growing up, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. But a lot of times, you see the kid, and you're like, wait, I thought he, like, talks, like, full sentences <laughs> and, like, argues with you. And, like, you're having debates with him. And he still, like, mumbles and, like, crawling around. But they're, like, describing him as this whole full-grown man or, you know, or how, woman. <laughs> how he develops, yeah. yeah. So uh, going back to that is I've mentioned that to several uh, friends that uh, asked me not having kids and asked me how it is to have a kid. Um I can never explain myself how it is to have a kid until you actually have a kid. Once you have a kid, you will know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. It is, yeah, it, but it is one of the best things that you can have in life. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm one you or trying to understand that I'm sure if God willing and I have a, a small one and you will pay attention and see yeah. the smallest details you're like, "Oh my gosh, he's crawling and he's yeah. walking." Yeah, and we'll be we'll be around you like, "What is he talking about? Why is he posting all these Instagram pictures?" Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't, don't care we, about your baby. <laughs> we don't understand, <laughs> yeah. but Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, mm-hmm. uh shout out Dre Day, Andre Juk. He's a homie. Uh but he posted on I think on Instagram one of the social media platforms. Uh, he said he's like, "Hey, before I had a kid, He's like, I hated all these baby pictures. I'm like, hey, that's not what social media is for. You know, like, I don't want to see 100 pictures of your baby. But after he got first one and then second one, and he's like, I feel like that's all, like, I have. Like, this is the biggest yeah. thing that I can show off. Like, posting my car over, like, my, you know, son, he's like, seems lame because you're in love so much more with your son than your car or some odd, something but else that, that you have. But that doesn't make people care more about your... Like, yeah. I still don't care about people's kids. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you're, but you post what you like. You yeah. post what, yeah, what you think is... Uh, you just have less followers. I'm a, big, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a quote. Uh, I forgot where I heard it or where I read it. It says, a, a joy shared <laughs> is twice the joy, but a burden shared is half a burden. So if you excited about something you can almost you can't help it but to share it with somebody else that's why you hear somebody let's say you're talking to somebody and they watch like a tv show and they're like oh my gosh you have to watch this one like once they share that joy that they have it makes them even more excited but it works the other way too if uh, in a good way if you a burden let's say if you are going to something and you share it with somebody just by talking about it it seems like half of the burden is off so, so yeah. you right. can't help you can't you can't help but once yeah, you're excited yeah, makes sense. you can't help but share i mean when you're posting a picture of your baby you're sharing your joy and your burden i guess i think there's a limit oh, wow. like, yeah, i don't know <laughs> if it's a burden but <laughs> <laughs> like some people are super good about like hey i'm gonna post one picture like on a you know weekly or monthly but then there's people who are like throw out like six pictures a day and it's like yeah, but there's always, yeah, there's always <laughs> like that. That's the basically <laughs> what happens. Just unfollow. I think that's one of the most yeah. freeing thing that I've found myself doing is unfollowing people. people. Oh, it's such a good. Well, it's such before it would be like, 
but how am I gonna know the what she ate yesterday and what she wore today or what he did? Because a lot of times it's the same thing over and over again. And I sometimes I catch myself like I will see somebody. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have no idea what they're up to, yeah. and I'm totally fine with that. But before unfollowing them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm cutting off this whole like source of like information about. Yeah, you never catch person. yourself wondering so, the so people how, you unfollowed. You never catch yourself wondering, being like, I wonder what they're doing today. You, n- you just you well, forget really about curious, them. <laughs> if you're really <laughs> you just, curious, you just forget it, about them. Yeah, so if you're really curious, you can just go to their profile and see. So how, how much how much uh, is appropriate uh, uh, post you can post? You're safe. A week. You're, you're safe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're good. good. Yeah. It depends how many <laughs> pictures on Instagram that you post in general. So like if I go on your profile and you have like Every fourth picture is your child. That's oh, wow. a-, a okay. Oh, wow, you have like n- wow. You're you have it down to like you're, numbers. You're like like algorithms <laughs> for everything. For me, it's more more of an instinct. Like no. you know, uh, too much of this guy. Okay, I let's pull up Vovin's Instagram and see how many. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> right. what the ratio is. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm okay with that, with you guys though. That. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of unfollowing people. I don't know yeah, that will, and I'm sure there is there are a lot of people that unfollow me. Or I think there's a ton of people that you still following from like back when you were like single and stuff, and it was just like yeah potentials but then you're like i'm married you're married this is a very yeah, first good time to separate yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're like post like a whole bunch of like unnecessary stuff yeah. Yeah. and i think it's it should be totally okay like hey you can live your life but like i don't need to watch like every step of your life like i honestly don't ever go on social media really anymore like i go on instagram once a month i think about like, wow accurate yeah wow. so i really don't care post all the what about facebook Oh, I haven't been on Facebook in years, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a pretty regular. I only go on Facebook when someone's like, hey, I sent you a very important thing on Facebook. Go there. I'm what like, do you, oh, what do you guys name? think? This might be a little off topic. What do you guys think of all the safety concerns coming out of Facebook? That's that's kind of like what we all kind of... Uh, predicted it. Everybody company. predicted that it's a terrible company. We kind of knew. People kind of knew that they're collecting information. They're Facebook is use like the Hillary Clinton of like social media. Yeah, but nobody knew the, like how much power they're going to have. But right now with over 2.2 billion people and then with AI coming out, you know, growing larger by the day, they definitely have a huge amount of power over, you know, a huge percentage of Facebook? people over the world. Yeah. So they're definitely a terrible. Like what? I post <laughs> yeah. everything on Facebook. Facebook, uh, Facebook. Actually, I read today that sold and rights Google, and Google as well. Uh, I I don't know about Google, but I know Facebook sold rights to big companies. Some companies like Pandora to Amazon, you, Amazon uh, to Amazon to access photos. No, 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 no. This is this is different. today. It came out like a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, this is j- just came out that they like Amazon can, or I know for sure like Pandora can take your name, send somebody a message using your name and your profile. Whoa. They can send a picture. Uh, they can send a name to, uh, they can send a message. They have the right to send a message to someone else using your profile or have someone send a message to you using your profile with, but what Amazon or Pandora had to say, or they had, they also had a right to go into your profile and delete certain messages that they didn't like. Well, yeah, I mean, you're creating yeah. an account on their platform. They yeah. Have, they have the right to you do You come to my house want. and you, like, make a living and you're, like, chilling in a corner. And I'm like, hey, this is my house. I can do whatever I want. This is, at the end of the day, M- it's Move to house. the other corner. But I guess people <laughs> had this wrong, you know, perception that they're like, hey, it's private. It's between me. Yeah. And that's it. But, yeah, yeah, Amazon had all the rights. But right now, they're like, you sold data to all these big companies. And Zuckerberg came out today and they're like... We did not sell any data to anybody. We gave it to them for no, free. No, <laughs> well, well, yeah, because what, what they did is they 
call you know, say in certain p- part of business they made him part they they made him partners they made him partners so they're like we did not sell it to them because definitely they're there are partners. Mm. They're partners, so we're just sharing information with them. So it's like the loopholes. Like, well, we didn't sell you. What about Instagram? Isn't that the it's same? Facebook. It's Facebook. Yeah, the same idea. Yeah. So you can you can Google uh, Instagram. Well, like Google they're big. Like reading your emails, reading everything, and they have all this AI now computers that they kind of study and pick up on a certain words that they need to know how to, you know, what you like, what you don't like, what you what you should buy, what you shouldn't buy, your political, all of that stuff. Even though right now you can go on Facebook, go to, like, your settings and political views, and it will, like, Facebook automatically gives you category, like conservative, liberal, progressive. It gives you, like, categorizes you by political uh, party, I guess, or your stance on political views. So let's go back to kids mm-hmm. as as four men here. What do you guys think is an acceptable number of kids? Well, uh, I don't have any kids yet, but me and my wife talked about it. And I'm pro a lot of kids, if God willing, and it's, you know, everything's What's okay. What's the number? Yeah, give us a number. Uh, wife not um, included, just like <laughs> Vasa, without consulting your wife, how many kids do you want to have? Give us a number. I don't know. It's hard to come up with a number, bro. Six. That's your number. That's my number, Roman. I, uh, I, you know, I never thought of this before. Just give your number. I, man. I, I like, like, I come from a family of twelve. <laughs> I'd like a lively house. Like six or eight is fine with me too. But uh, I, I don't know how Mona would feel about that. I feel like your I'm mom gonna, is an amazing woman. She has twelve kids. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm t- definitely six plus seven plus. Wow. If it's possible, again, it's wow. may, maybe you know it's gonna be end up being none or one or two. Yeah. God willing, but if let's say but if we're, we're just talking about like in your mind, the yeah, if let's say if God willing six, and it's seven? we're a four, a five, and if everything's okay, bro, going you well, you have to give the politically correct answer for okay, your wife. Okay, Mario, what's your number since five. you asked five? five. Wow, I'm you're very strong on the five. I'm, I feel like okay. <laughs> I am a big fan of like science and research and all that stuff, and I feel like his, like well, just historically. So our our ancestors, like back in the fields in Ukraine, like Napoli, like you have to have a bunch of kids so they can yeah. harvest your hay and, you know. Well, yeah. Also back then, so you have to have six kids. So three of them survived. It was a numbers game, right? Yeah. But I feel like here, I, I'm really big on, <laughs> I think, just working in like in, in, um, in healthcare and medicine and seeing a lot of kids who have really terrible like lives and really just... Like health wise or no no just like uh like social wise like oh, their family okay, dynamic and everything so I feel like if I want to have a kid I would rather have one kid and have him give him like the best raising right raise him the best way that I could and give him all the opportunities and and love on him or her and just like treat them as a, as the way they should be as and have kid. like like one of my one of my family one of my distant family uh, has they have. I think they have 13 or 14 kids and it's wow. like and some of the kids did not turn out like you know like uh superior citizens <laughs> and i feel like so i'd rather have one kid and have him just be turn out or him or her i don't know why i'm assuming it's a he but i'd rather have one child and have them turn out to be like a good person with a good upbringing and like good values and all that stuff than have 20 kids and you know play the numbers game and 10 of them will turn out okay and 10 yeah but the, the numbers game <laughs> can come back and haunt you because you like your child is now twenty something, and you're realizing that that child is not turning out the way you want him to, and you're kind of all, like you're putting all your eggs in one basket, you know. But you have more time to focus on the one egg. 
yeah, you, you do, but that egg could still be spoiled, and you don't have more kids to have upholding citizen. We're thinking were, of this in the yeah, very. We're, we're talking way, way too like, yeah, much. Yeah, this about is way when, over uh, our heads. With zero kids under <laughs> yes, our belt. Yes, this is very so over you, our heads. Speak for guys. yourself, <laughs> Marcia. <laughs> but, he, but he's the quietest. <laughs> yeah, he's saying the least. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I think in general, so I think it's a kind of interesting. Um, man, somebody was showing me a video once, and it was like how um, how Arabian people are having like a lot of kids, and they're like taking over the world, and by like twenty thirty, every mm-hmm. president, and everyone's gonna be Arabian, you know, and we're all gonna be Muslims and stuff. And I was like, "You're stupid." First of all, <laughs> uh, second of all, so, well, <laughs> uh, when people. So when you move from a third, like, so let's take like one of our parents for example. And when you move from a third world country to a first world country, it is like statistically, mathematically, whatever you want to put it, the birth rate drops. So like the birth rate per per like per mother in like Ukraine, the birth rate is like on average, let's say maybe like four or five six. In America, the average birth rate per mother is like two. And why is that? Is that just Americans hate kids? No, it's because like we don't need to have as many kids. We you know it's more of a focus on. We're more comfortable in life. We don't need to have all these kids running around, uh, you know, like taking care of your farm or trying to help you survive. It's like, hey, I have a good job. Wife has a good job. We can have two kids and we can raise them well and we can provide them a good education. And they will. Pro- those two kids will probably be a better addition to society than having six kids. Half of them turn out weird. Half of them turn <laughs> out okay. But so... It's not really up to us. So our That's job, true. our job is to try our best to raise them as best as we can. Right. And whatever is in plans for them in the future right. is out of our hands. We can't control that. So what about because, the whole? Because uh, obviously we all, uh, you know, go to church. We're Christians, and we believe in, you know, we we re- we read the Bible. So I mean, you can raise a kid to, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old. We got to do our best. Uh, to do that and then after that we just gotta pray hoping that god takes him uh you know in right. his but hands then you'll and have those people lead him and those people who are more conservative minded and they'll be like well god said be fruitful and multiply so i had 16 kids <laughs> and god's gonna have to deal with them you know like yeah, yeah. and you know and it's like no because you're you're basically abusing your child children because none of them are going to get the attention that they need yeah and like the science and the research backs up that like if you have a bad childhood you're almost destined for failure as an adult. Yeah, but they can give attention to themselves. But that's way different because then you I, have mom or, or dad issues and you end up doing really bad things when you grow up. You, have to, you make terrible choices. And I, the way you're raised, like I've always been a big believer in like how, you, how you're raised determines your, your, alt, your altitude in life. I've always been a big believer in that. And I feel like if you have good parents, if they raise you right, obviously not, not always will work out, but generally assuming that if you have if you're raised right if you're raised well you will be more successful in life you'll make better choices in life that will make you more successful but you come from a family of 16 and everybody's fighting for their parents attention and parents are just so overwhelmed that they don't give anybody attention (laughs) then all those kids are gonna have some weird issues growing up and they're either gonna be like make just bad choices because they want attention or they're gonna be depressed because they don't feel loved or stuff like that like there's a lot of science to back up the things that i'm saying I mean, obviously, not everybody believes in science, but yeah, that's I, my two cents. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see your point, but uh, my thing is like, uh, parents can do what they can do, but trusting in God that God takes over and leads them. You know, sure. no matter what the outcome is, I mean, you as a parent, you got to do as much as you can. But there's plenty of Christian families that have really terrible kids. 
Yeah, there's a that that's a question. Uh, there, uh, there's plenty. What, yeah, there's it's a very uh, th- it's a statement to make. I mean, there's different kinds of parents, different kinds of yeah. There's uh, plenty families, of, you know. There's so. plenty of Christian families with two kids that have terrible kids. Or, yeah, and, and so I I think it's more. I don't know. Like obviously, there's the whole God factor, but I think a lot of it is like, I mean, why be a parent if you're not going to be a good parent? Like. I feel like if you ask God, like, "Hey God, I'm gonna have two kids, but I'm gonna be a sucky parent," Are you still cool with that? But I feel but like most parents, most parents, yeah, I think, intend to be good parents. Doesn't work out, or them being a yeah. Good that's parent, the whole topic of nurture nature, and I think maybe that's another topic for right. another day. We yeah. can talk a little bit more about it. But I've just yeah, seen I too think many. I've seen too many kids like coming into the emergency room. I guess the mistake that I don't want to make is also on the other sa- side is when, especially like being involved with youth ministry for uh, some time and when kids, you know, it's kind of comparing us to no kids or parents already have younger kids and they're looking at parents with older kids and maybe having issues. They're like, oh, you know, what you got to do is this and this, you know, just smack it out of him or do this and do that and he'll be fine. I can't believe, you, you know, he's acting like that until the dads or the moms, sons or daughters grow up. And they, and they can't really control them anymore. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. I thought my opinion was correct. So I guess we can do a lot of opinions and scientific numbers and all of that. But at the end of the day, I think once we have our kids, you know, and then we'll be like, That's going to oh. be a different experience. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like, okay, well, yeah, science says this, but it's totally opposite in my family. So, I mean, science can only take us so sure, far. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to wrap it up. And there's a lot more to talk about. And... A lot of different things we can bring up, but we'll... You mean wrap up, wrap up the, the episode? Yeah. Wow, well, I oh, thought we were going to start it's it. Be, it's been over an hour already. Really? We still it's got another topic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been over an hour. I think if... Quick if topic, another quick topic. <laughs> <laughs> quick topic. This is fun. I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm it's having a good, a good time. time. It's a good time. Oh, uh, one, one thing, one thing. This is something more fun, because that was kind of serious. Yeah, yeah that was very... Very real. Heavy. You know, real. Guys, <laughs> yeah. heavy. quick piece of trivia. Um, this year... Is this t- trivia or fact? A uh, fact. Okay. This is a fact. <laughs> Tesla was one of the best car companies. I don't believe that. Tesla was, was the was best, the best, the best yeah. car company to invest in this year. In 2018. Yeah, it was. It was. It, with all the turmoil... With all the negative stuff, with all the pot, uh, uh, Elon smoked on all the different podcasts and <laughs> all that, <laughs> and all the hear he say he said, and all the FA like all the attacks on the FAA. I mean, that man's a genius, I guess. I so so where is it at now, and where is it going? Hold on, I just have to say that I think that the fact that Tesla was the 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 best investment car company investment, I don't think that was Tesla's doing. I think just every other company. Like did not do so hot and I f- yeah, but if the whole industry did not do so hot and you do really good, you know when there are like we, we earlier we spoke about Trump loyalists. Yeah, I feel like I'm a Elon Musk loyalist. I like the guy. I'm I'm st- I feel like I'm at the point where I feel like he can do no wrong. Like everything he does, I'm like doesn't matter. He's Elon Musk. Give him a break. I like Elon. I I mean I don't particularly like Tesla. I, I don't know what they're I doing. I love Tesla. I just I, can't afford one. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're going to get make money. I, I mean, I know investors are pouring money into them. I don't know how they're going to make money. I do like Elon. I'm just not sure about Tesla's whole strategy. My question, how can he handle all of this random projects that he does? Like when, like, 
today, yesterday evening, when they revealed the whole tunnel thing and how he's planning to transport like 400,000 people through 155 miles per mile. And it was, I remember the moment when he was just like in traffic. I don't know if that was intentional, if that was uh, on, like on a whim. And he tweeted like, traffic is horrible in LA. Like, we got to do something about this. We need tunnels. I'm going to start digging tunnels. And then within like months, and next, you know, he got like machines ready and everything. And he started digging tunnels. And they already have miles and miles of it dug out. And they're running. And they're smooth. And the whole system's working out. So he does like... You know, semi-trucks, cars, you know, fully electrical roofs for houses and tunnels. And then he's like, hey, we're digging all these tunnels and we got to do something with the dirt. Okay, we're going to make bricks. Okay, we're going to make bricks and build, use them for, like, low-income housing or sell them for, like, super cheap. Because we can, you know, make these bricks pretty much for cheap, almost for free. Right. And he's, he just kind of thinks of it and he just does it. I think and Elon I'll, Musk, I think, is definitely an anomaly. I think... Uh, an outlier. I think there's a Malcolm Gladwell book called Outliers and explains yeah. this idea very well. But I think he's just one of those people that is just born with a special like ability or talent to just compute things differently than most people. And that's, I think, throughout history, all the people that we remember, that because there's been obviously billions of people through history, but there's a small handful of people that we can call out and remember them. People, maybe not for good things, maybe not for bad things, but like uh, Henry Ford, Adolf Hitler, you know, these big names... And I think these people are outliers. They're they are anomalies that are like Steve Jobs, you know, people like that. That they are not normal. And if you talk to them, like you know, growing up, they they probably had a hard time growing up because they just saw the world differently. They think differently. They're wired differently. But then they, you know, later on in life, they find their groove and they figure out, you know, kind of what they're supposed to do. So I feel like I feel like that's kind of Elon's thing where he. He's just different. I think his brain works different than ours. And, and he's he just right multiple times because with like tech company, because he's, he's one of the guys that invented PayPal. He, okay. And that's, uh, I'm going to stop you there because he did not invent PayPal. He just jumped on board like he, last yeah. minute before it got popular. Because they call him, but even with that, I guess he saw the future with that because I think they call him the seven headed monster uh, because there were seven guys that when they sold PayPal, they all came up over a billion dollar each. And usually with all this tech stuff, you come up with one idea, you get rich, and then you never you know, appear anywhere again. And so these seven guys, they sold PayPal. They all came up a billion dollar each. And all seven of them came up with different business ideas on their own that are doing like amazingly well over a billion dollar again. And so it's kind of like, hey, maybe it's not a coincidence that they were so successful the first time because right. every, every one of them yeah. came up with their own idea. Is Mar Mark Cuban is one of those guys, isn't no, 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 Mark Cuban came up with a different... He sold another, like a sport broadcasting website. Oh, they, he was not a PayPal guy. I think No, no, and the, I think it was called sports broadcast.net or something okay. like that. And he sold it to Yahoo for like 5.6 or something billion dollars. And they call it, I think, the worst business deal in the, like history of business because pretty much he sold it for like five plus billion dollars and yahoo did nothing with that and that website kind of tanked but he came up with came out with all the money so going back to elon musk do you think uh that he's actually i know he has a board of people and he has advisors and he he himself is a very smart guy but do you think uh that he's that smart and he came up with so much things or do you think uh he's just got lucky with uh 
with the other businesses he came up with money and then uh, now he has the resource uh you know the brains and other people that can help him out to create he uh, claims that he comes up with most of the stuff so even in his tesla factory right now how all the robots and all that stuff works mm -hmm. he said he comes up so he said people view him as a business guy and like marketing guy like oh you just know how to market stuff okay. and he said i'm not a marketing guy i'm not a business guy it's something that i have to do but he's he said his main role where he spends most of his time is designing even in his factory yeah. for all the robots maybe he doesn't do the, all the details but he kind of knows how it works he has an so idea. even to an engineer like, yeah. okay make this work and this is how it's going to work do even this here do this here do this there what he got in trouble with the uh, 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 FAA I believe it's FAA. not FAA S E A FCA, SEC, SEC, FAA. I, I don't know why I got FAA. Uh, that's 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 a radio SEC. monitoring. Yeah, SEC. So FAA FA is for no, the air uh, flight guy for airplane. Yeah, FCC is the radio. FCC. FAA is the Federal Aviation Association. Okay. <laughs> yeah, FCC. Yeah. When so he got in trouble, SEC, um, Security SCC. Exchange Commission. Okay, I'm getting all my acronyms mixed up today. <laughs> when he got in trouble with them, even his with board them. members came uh, came out and said that hey. He's uh, he is our big picture guy. He he's the one that just comes up with the big pictures. He's like, guys, let's do this, and I know it will work because of this and this and this. But he does delegate all of his little stuff to other people. Yeah, he's like, not gonna sit there and code yeah, everything. And he, yeah, that, that's what makes a good leader. The great delegator. It might be a bad example, but like Hitler, he had this huge plan to take over the world, and he didn't know how to do everything step by step by step. But he was kind of like, we need to do this. You know a lot about tanks, so I'm gonna put you in charge and figure out yeah. how to do this thing. And then yeah, boom. he explained a little bit how he. I think that was on Joe Rogan the podcast. Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. How he came up with a tunnel. He's like, "Yo, it'll be cool." So he's like, "I don't know how it's gonna work." And there was like some big conference uh, in San Francisco, or LA, that he lives. And so he just ca called one of the engineer guys, the smarter guys than him. And he's like, "Hey, if we want to do this tunnel, look, what do we do?" And he's like, "Oh, you can do this and this." Explaining to him, like, "All right, got it. Let's do it. Let's start digging a hole." And so yeah, he definitely like kind of sees the big picture, but when it comes to details. He yeah. will get somebody that knows, but, yeah, but, but, but he definitely but, knows a lot. He's a smart guy. Yeah, but I think that there is a lot of people um, in America that are smart and that has uh, good ideas and better ideas than him. They just don't have the opportunity or the resource. Right, to, that's the yeah. kind of the point of outliers. The that's the st what Malcolm Gladwell yeah. gets yeah, into. He yeah. says that so it is. You yeah. have to be yeah. lucky and smart at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only do you have to have the right mentality, but you have to be kind of in the right place at the right time, get the right finances, get the right opportunities. Because yeah. yeah. Bill Gates could have been a nobody if he didn't yeah. have access There's to so the There's so many things computer. that fell in place. That, like one of those things would not work out. Mm -hmm. Like back when he was, he was still in high school. If one of those things like... Friend's mom happened to be a janitor. Their school happened to be the first school in the state to get a, the big computer. Yeah. They happened to figure out how to sneak in. They happened, seems like it happened, so many happened to bees, and he ended up, but again, there was, you know, 10,000 other kids around him that didn't take advantage of, of what he, you know, what he did. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that maybe there was another kid just as smart as Bill Gates that, let's say, was a year younger or a year or smarter, older. Yeah. yeah, or even smarter. That he was born a year earlier or a year later, and he didn't get the same opportunity yeah. that Bill Gates got. Bill Gates, yeah, yeah. Bill Gates is uh, Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Is there, he's not one of those people that were born in like one kid in ten years. Like I, I don't know if they do now. They probably still do, but I know for a fact their records in 1990s. They used to uh, keep track of kids that were geniuses. Uh, school district, the, the gifted, yeah, kids. yeah. The school districts used to keep track of them, and there's a good number of them born 
all the time and just nothing comes out of them yeah, because most of them just go to Harvard, they get a good education, yeah. and they get a and job some, at some point. Some people don't even yeah. go do that because something happens in their neighborhood with yeah. their with their uh, mom family, dies. mom yeah. dies. Yeah, it just it has to be the right opportunity, right time. Right place, right yeah, time. Yeah, and you have to have a personality. Like if some something a tragedy happens, it has to motivate you instead of suppressing you. It's like all the mixture of things. It's it's very the outline like yeah. Malcolm Gladwell explains it very yeah. well. Shout out to Malcolm Gladwell. Just his books and his his podcast. What's his podcast called again? Uh, Revision Re- is history. Revision, Revision is history. history. He Super started a new one now. The broken record. It's not as interesting. I'm sure it's interesting for like music uh, muse, music enthusiasts. Uh, they're still interesting. I'm not. I'm very far away from like just hit, knowing his, anything about music, but it's interesting. Hold solid. up, hold up. Does that mean he's not coming out with a new revisionist history? He is. He is. Okay, good. Because I'm waiting for that. I think he's full time dedicated to podcasts now. Okay. They're kind of been a hit, but any, he, any book by him or any podcast by him. Yeah, is solid it's very, gold. very interesting. But yeah, so a lot of these people are just right place, right time. I mean, even if you have everything right, and then you meet with some your investor, and you say something that rubs him the wrong way, boom, it's over. The whole you know? thing like and falls you're, apart. You're just, a, you're just an average Joe. So it's that's why out of billions of people, only well, I mean, in small history, percentage. you know, over the past however many thousand years, all the billion, you know, tens of tw- maybe hundreds of billions of people that have been alive on Earth, we only remember a small handful of them because it's a very tight circle that. It- Circle, window, everything. Yeah, just very small. But yeah, that's a that's a good topic. Yeah, but it's been over an hour already. Uh, definitely interesting, and there's a lot of you know segues and different topics. But what I'm mostly looking forward to, we're gonna be landing the plane yeah. here and we'll ra- wrapping interviewing up. People. But yeah, definitely looking forward to. Hey, we got to talk to what, a little yeah, bit about well, Florida. That's a good, good, oh, whoa, um, whoa. Uh, but looking forward to talk to more people. And I think it'll be very interesting. And I know we'll have fun. And that's kind of the the goal with this is if we're having fun, if we're having a good time, if it's interesting for us, hey, somebody else will find it interesting. I'm sure a lot of people will not find it interesting and will find it boring and have a lot of different opinions on how well we and how different we can spend our time. I mean, our, our listener base today is four people, and it's four of our wives. So yeah. <laughs> if it grows anything beyond that, we'll and be I'll, happy. I'll be hard-pressed <laughs> to get my wife to listen to it. But, and also, <laughs> I, I, I also want to say that we may um, criticize our people harshly on the show, the Slavic community. We may say this and this about them and against them, but we love our people. It's constructive criticism. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, take it as that. We love our people. We respect our people. We are part of them. We, are, we want us to do well. And it's it's no, no hard feelings, please. We uh, we're all in this together, and I just, everything we say might sometimes it might be harsh, and we apologize, but we mean well. Also, shout out to Capo Joe podcast because we've had our equipment for some time, and we were planning to do this for a while. But after listening to Capo Joe podcast and liking it very much, we wanted to have just as much fun. And do something similar. Yeah, so those guys sh- sound like they're having fun. Yeah, they're ha- they're having a great time. Or and so yeah, if you don't know about them, you they have a Twitter, they have a website, I think cup cup a joe dot com, and they also have a Twitter. So yeah, give them a follow, give them a listen. Great guys, talk about some interesting stuff. They get more into church stuff, which I think be cool to get into the future. You know, in the future episodes. Like worship versus hymns and the English, uh, Russian, translation, no translation, and whatnot. Be really cool to talk about some of that. And It'd be good to more. bring someone on the show and talk to them about it. 
yeah we can, we can do that so yeah if you're still here like an hour and like almost 20 minutes later then that's cool <laughs> thank you but yeah looking forward to more of these sitting down and really good conversations yep yeah. all if right you guys have any time. questions comments concerns topics that you would like us to cover Vasily mentioned his phone number at the beginning. I think Two he might mention it now again. <laughs> 206-859-1863. We're open to... Uh, yeah. Feel free to shoot a text uh, if you thought something was dumb or something was great or if you want us to... More off, less off. Something. We're definitely no, not, not going to try to adjust to every comment and every of text. Course, right. But hey, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll and we have consider plenty of ad space too. We're so going to keep it real. Ooh, that's if, a good one. If anybody wants to advertise anything, uh, I mean, I, I, we mean absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, the bar is not high. Your lawn mowing company, <laughs> anything. Feel free to give us a shout out. Uh, we would love some sponsorships so we can make our better and you're guaranteed that like our wives will hear the ads yeah, at least four <laughs> people will hear so <laughs> all right but yeah no let's land uh, here and see you on the other side on the next episode interesting <laughs>